Welcome to the Right Type Coaching Podcast, where it's time to change the way you do business. On this show, I'm going to discuss with you the nuts and bolts about growing and scaling your business, as well as how to leverage who you are in order to gain that competitive edge. Each week, I'll explore topics that teach you how to create a workplace environment full of highly engaged, loyal, and collaborative people. And all successful business owners know that this is the secret to increasing productivity, morale, and ultimately growing your bottom line. I'm your host, Kate Schroeder. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my Facebook Live. I'm very excited to hop on here today because I want to talk with you a little bit about this whole idea of New Year's resolutions. Um, You know, it's always such a conundrum because on the one hand, I certainly know and appreciate the value of having uh, kind of a vision of what you want to work towards. And at the same time, I think that um, it can really create a lot of added extra stress and pressure for folks. So I wanted to hop on here today and just share with you a little bit about uh, kind of uh, what my 2020 was like and what I learned and, you know, what I'm really looking forward to in 2021. And, you know, I think probably what I'm looking most forward to at this point, and it's still new, it's still early, is that it's no longer 2020. And, you know, I'm serious. You know, it was the weirdest thing. It's like three-fourths of the year was spent in lockdown. You know, I almost don't even feel like 2020 happened. It's interesting as I'm um, shifting to writing 2021 on things for the date. Uh, In the past, typically it's been difficult, but um, I just, I don't know, it's something about 2020. It almost feels like it didn't happen, except that I know it did. And at the same time, it felt like it dragged long and long and long. So I don't know about you, but in some ways it feels like it blurred together and not always in a good way. So I'm super excited about 2021 because it means 2020 is over. We have all managed to survive this really incredible year. I mean, who knew that we were going to have to live through a once in a lifetime pandemic, I hope, right? That would shut down society, it would disrupt the economy and kill thousands and of people in our country alone, let alone around the world. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. And I think for me, one of the hardest challenges of 2020, besides not being able to get in, you know, connect in person with family and friends, as well as trying to stay safe and not spread COVID, was how quietly this process of aging snuck up on me in the midst of a pandemic. And it caught up to me this past year in ways that I'm learning is really about midlife. Um, So, yeah, 2020 was very difficult in terms of the pandemic and quarantining and having to shift gears so uh, often and so frequently. But I think for me, one of the biggest adjustments this past year, you know, beyond all of that was how midlife has really hit me. And it caught my attention initially by kind of a worsening eyesight, which partway through the year I blamed on too much screen time. And, you know, as I was on the computer all day long doing therapy with clients and you know um, kind of engaging with friends and family through screen and zoom and facetime and all that and after a few socially distanced visits to the eye doctor i quickly learned that my my eyesight wasn't just about um you know too much screen time it was actually about beginning to age and all of a sudden now you know i was talking about multifocal glasses which I'm learning is a uh, an advancement over bifocals and you know trying to track down reading glasses and buy higher prescriptions and you know all of those things I've become one of those people who has glasses everywhere right and then came along the slowdown of my metabolism which at first I likened to pandemic eating catching up with me because 
they certainly have been doing that. Well, it turns out that pandemic eating is the perfect condition for exposing the changes in the metabolism that apparently come with midlife. And that was a real shocker. Um, that certainly touched on issues in my process and, and how um, not only is life all about change, but my body is changing and how to adjust to that. And you know, it's so fascinating because every phase of life has the potential to touch our issues and really bring up deeper unfinished places inside. And so that's one of the big things that I've been working on, um, all the physical changes and how important it is that um, to stay healthy is to keep moving and to do the little things every day. And so, you know, it's challenging sometimes for me because I typically am one of those people that has uh, the kind of structure where, you know, um, you might call me a type A kind of thing. And it's something that I've had to really be working on a lot throughout my process is kind of chilling out, you know, making not such a big hairy deal about things, which is certainly something I came by honestly. And so this year has really begun to help me uh, learn about that, you know, throw in some hot flashes and all of that. And whew, this was probably one of my biggest challenges besides COVID, staying safe, not spreading the disease, you know, managing a business that's heading to shit, is the physical stuff. And, you know, I liken this midlife kind of perimenopause changes and transition through, it's kind of like going through adolescence with consciousness though, right? You know, if you think about adolescence, that's the other sort of major life development stage where, uh, you know, hormones are shifting and changing and body is changing and moods are shifting and all of that where you know, your body goes from making sense one moment to the very next moment, just being no longer your body. And so what is kind of fascinating to me is that as I go through this uh, major life change, I'm so aware of how I have more resources and more supports, more knowledge, wisdom, life experience to understand that this is, this is part of life and this developmental stage needs compassion and support and really staying on top of the emotional issues. And so what I have found this year for me in 2020, what it was really about was doubling down on the amount of support that I need to build into my life on a daily basis to stay grounded and connected. And I've learned that in a way from 2020 that I've never learned before how much I need it as an experience, not just a thought. I've always known that. But really 2020 taught me how essential support is as an experience. And, and I've learned that in so many ways and so many levels from this past year. And <clears throat> what I've also learned in a deeper, much more profound way is how dynamic life is, how much change is a part of being alive, and how important it is to really establish and find an anger deep inside that you can keep coming back to when you lose connection to yourself or lose connection to the ground. I mean, let's face it, folks, support's always essential, but especially when we're going through big life stresses or transitions or experiences. You know, in 2020 certainly provided me with ample opportunities to learn about this and practice this anchoring and this reconnection. And so, for the growth opportunities, I am grateful. Wasn't always grateful in the moments, um, but I am grateful in the ways that I've had to really stretch and come out of my comfort zone in 2020. 
And, you know, it's interesting. We talk about New Year's resolutions. Well, I used to be one of those people who sat down intentionally at the end of every year and not only sort of reviewed and reflected upon the past year, but also really worked to come up with uh, clear and measurable New Year's goals and intentions, right? Because a good goal is clear and measurable. However, several years back, somebody very wise and dear to me said that, you know, anytime we add a goal to something, it creates tension. So think about that for a moment. Anytime we create a goal, it adds tension to something. That's really stuck with me for a very long time and deeply. I mean, it is, it, when I heard this person say this, it shifted everything inside for me. And it's true. Anytime I create a goal for myself, depending on the energy that I'm in when I create that goal, it always creates tension in my structure. Even if the tension is subtle, it's there. And you know, what's so difficult, I think, for people to realize in our society when we think about New Year's resolutions and goals and all of that, is that in some ways it could be counterproductive, right? Because we live in a world, we live in a society that's goal-oriented, uh, the more you get done, the more accomplished you are, the more uh, worthy and, and successful and all that. We get lots of pats on our back for that kind of thing. So it's very counterintuitive to consider that sometimes goals might be uh, unhelpful, right? Because anytime we add a goal to something, depending upon the energy, it creates tension. And goodness gracious, that's certainly how I learned to move forward in my life from a place of of pressure, of accomplishing, of um, not wanting to fail rather than moving forward in life as a process of moving towards something that I want, whether or not it happens, you know, moving forward for the sake of growth and movement into living and living into the next experience. Very, very different way to be alive and very freeing. So I've changed a little bit. I don't create any sort of specific goal-oriented resolutions any longer at New Year's or really for that matter, for any of my life experiences anymore. You know, running a business, one of the big things they talk about are business plans and three-year and 12-year and five-year goals and all of that. But I, I've had to really shift that for myself. And instead of creating goals, what I, what I uh, intentionally do is I work for kind of these targets, right? Instead, what I hope for and set intentional energy towards at the end of each year is a hope that I'm going to continually be given opportunities for deeper growth and healing, whatever that looks like, whatever that means in every, every each and every situation. I want to keep growing. And so that's my hope for my new year in my life. That's my resolution. Whatever experiences they are, I hope that they bring growth. And my only job is to keep building the supports inside so I can meet these opportunities for growth when they come. So my resolution, my wish, my hope, my intention for 2021 so they not only continue to really receive opportunities to learn more about unfinished places inside, but that I also keep growing the support to live those experiences for my higher, highest good and continue to clear out what gets in the way of my aliveness. And that's it. You know, 2020 was about surviving a pandemic and staying safe. So here's to 2021 being all about a year of profound and continued growth. What kind of targets are you going to create for yourself? What kind of energy are you going to focus on as you sit down to envision what you want for your life? You know, I'm a big believer in vision and that if we can imagine something, we can create it. That said, we have to be so careful about the energy we're in when we create those goals. So maybe this year, instead of coming up with 
clear, measurable goals, maybe you think about it more in terms of targets. Uh, these, are, these are the things I'm working towards. And whatever experience comes along the way, trust that it's coming up so that you can deepen into another unfinished place and have even higher and greater growth than you could possibly have imagined. Yeah, I read something the other day. Somebody was saying that, you know, maybe in 2021, our goal should be to really foster emo emotional and mental strength. And I thought, you know, what a fantastic idea. I mean, obviously I'm biased. This is what I do, eat, breathe, and sleep. But what a fantastic idea. What if 2021 was really about people reevaluating their emotional and mental worlds to determine if they have enough supports to determine what they need to be able to take the next step? I think it sounds wonderful. Whatever 2021 brings for you, I hope that it brings you exactly what you need for the next piece of growth in your process. As always, thank you for watching. Um, for those of you who might be interested, I am running an Enneagram uh, study group that will start in February. We'll meet twice a month and we will do a deep dive into the Enneagram tool and absolutely everything you could um, imagine applying it in your life and uh, lots of different sorts of topics and features and facets to the Enneagram. So if you're looking for more community, you're looking for more support, you might check that out. And I'm always uh, running and opening different therapy groups. So if you're interested in uh, really building a safe and supportive network in which you can focus on really growing and deepening your emotional and mental health, reach out. I'd love to tell you more about it. Thanks for watching. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you around. And that's it for this week's episode. I sure hope that I've given you something to think about from our conversation today that's going to help you elevate your impact in your business and life. Remember to go on Facebook and like our business page, Transformation Counseling. And if you haven't yet, be sure to join my Facebook community, The Right Type Coaching. This is where you'll find more resources, information, tips, and tricks on how to leverage who you are in order to grow your bottom line. I'm your host, Kate Schroeder, and remember, it's time to change the way you do business. It's time to grow. Bye for now.